Hello, people. It's Sunday, and we're back at the International doing the weekly rock show podcast. Today we have a damn big show, a band with a lot of history. Like, I don't think we got enough time to talk about this band. Oh, we'll you know, get it. They done. We'll get it. This is like how many years? Like 47 it's, it's years? Like 40, 43 years. Yeah, 43 yeah. years almost of this band. Um, and um, the start word is, is this was technically the first English rock band, punk rock band. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Damned, okay? And um, basically, you had Dave Vanian, whose real name is David Lett on vocals, Captain yep. Sensible, whose real name is Raymond Burns, Raymond Burns on guitar, Rat Scabies on drums, his real name is Chris Muller. And they were members of a band called Masters of the Backside. Yeah, Masters okay? of the Backside. And they also had in that band Chrissy Hind. Yep. Okay, who ended up being in the Pretenders later on. Now she's interesting too because she's kind of in the middle of all that. A lot of, a lot of bands. Take care, man. She's been in the middle of the whole UK scene pretty much as soon as she got Can we out there. A Pretender show, I think that'll be interesting. Doing yeah, well. we talked about we talked about doing we that. Talk, yeah, yeah, we okay, definitely, definitely got to do one. She has a great book too, which talks about her whole life and everything she was pretty honest and stuff um but uh brian james who's um was a member of the london ss which was a band that never actually played anywhere they were really in the studio but mick jones from the clash was actually in that band before the clash okay, okay and that's what you were talking about yeah. before rob um also guys from generation x was in that london yep. ss as well uh brian james was friends with rat scabies he knew him and he invited Sid Vicious, who would be in the Sex Pistols later on, to sing, um, and Dave Vanian to sing as an audition. But Vicious never showed up. Yeah. So Vanian got the job. doing hell when somewhere. No, you tell you the truth, but then he probably wasn't. He just was drunk or something. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, because the dope didn't start until Johnny Thunders came and all Ooh. that shit. But that's coming like a year later. Um, they decided to call themselves The Damned. All right, and it would be like I say, Dave Vanian, Rat Scabies, Captain Sensible would move to bass, and Brian James would play guitar, and that was the you know original lineup of the yeah. group. First show they did was July sixth, nineteen seventy six, opening for the Sex Pistols at the One Hundred Club in London. Uh, September twentieth of that same year would be that uh, One Hundred Club Punk Rock Festival. Yeah. Which would be filmed That would be pretty much The punk rock movie That was filmed by Don Letts yep. And uh, if you see that You could see the early performances Of the damn Great Real high energy stuff um, Right away They were they were pretty much All business They were serious About what they were going to do And Stiff Records Got interested in them So in October Of that year Stiff Records released The song New Rose That was a single And that was a single And that was the first UK punk rock single The B-side was The Beatles' Help Help, yep Okay And um, I can tell you Right off the bat The fact that they covered A Beatles song Probably alienated 50% 50% of the punks But it the was time. a very Like fast It was a lot faster Oh no yeah No it's a great version of it But There was uh, There was an element Of the UK punk scene That just wanted to reject Everything that came before The Damned were Very popular And probably one of the most Successful out of those UK punk bands yeah. In England especially but, but they're saying they were the first band, they were the first punk band from the UK to release a single, New Rose. And they also talk about they were also one of the first punk bands to tour, like UK band to tour here in the US. Yeah, yeah. They, came, they came here, uh, well first it would be a tour in, uh, in the UK. 
And that was the Anarchy in, in the UK tour. Yeah. They had brought uh, Malcolm McLaren from the Pistols, put that together. And it was like the Sex Pistols, the Clash, and the Damned, and then Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. That sounds brought. like a hell of a lineup. It, it, it was a great fucking lineup. The only problem is they couldn't play anywhere. Half the shows were banned. Right. Yeah. They, were just, they, they only did like, it was like 25 shows. I think they only did like five. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. But uh, and I heard even that the Sex Pistols winded up kicking off the dam off the show. The damned were kicked off the bill. Yeah, okay, they were originally on it anyway. But after a few shows, they got kicked off. Now there's different stories about that. Some say that they did not like the drugs that Johnny Thunders was bringing to everybody on the fucking tour, which was heroin. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, also, they there's talk that they were kind of like. A little bit stuck up. They really didn't talk to anybody else on the tour. I don't know if that's true. Okay, but I think it's probably got more to do with the people that everybody's being associated with, you know, on that tour. They didn't like the drugs. They they would be on a bus by themselves, like they didn't hang out with the other people and shit like that. That probably was that. I can see them doing that. Yeah, that's what they they've been around longer than all those other bands. Well, they were around for. Not around the same time. It's just that they had a little more success right off the bat. Yeah. You know, the Pistols didn't have an album out for another year. And the Pistols only had one album. One album. One album. Right? Yeah. Now, the first LP by The Damned was called Damn, Damn, Damned. Mm-hmm. And it was released on February 18th, 1977. And the song that was Neat, Neat, Neat. Neat, Neat, Neat. <laughs> right? New Rose. Uh, great, great album. Um, that's the one with, like, they got, like, pies all over their face. Like, yeah. fucking cream. And um, the album was produced by Nick Lowe for Stiff Records. And it, it was the first British punk album to be released also. So not only did they have the first single, they had the first full-length album to be released. Uh, right away, they went on tour with T-Rex. Yep. Okay. And uh, it was basically to promote the album and the new single, Neat, Neat, Neat. Late in the spring of 77, they came to America. And they were the first UK punk band to do so. Uh, they played mostly the West Coast, where they influenced a lot of bands, a lot of the bands like X and the Germs and stuff like that, yeah. Social Distortion eventually, were all influenced by the Damned. Uh, they did come here to play CBGB's in New York City, and there's a famous show where the Dead Boys opened for them, and that introduced the New York scene to the Damned. So in August of 77, they uh, would add a second guitar player. Um, and basically, uh, his name was Lou Edwards. And they were looking to make a second album. And what they wanted to do was get Sid Barrett, who used to sing for Pink Floyd. But you know what's funny? They yeah. broke up for a little time between Well, right after albums. this album. Right after yeah, that album. Because I thought that was weird that it, they... They broke up several times and got back together yeah. with slightly different lineups or, you know... They wanted Sid Barrett, who was a, known as a recluse and very eccentric, and yeah. you know to produce the album, but he would not do it. Yeah, he, he wouldn't would, do he it. Come out of they got somebody isolation. Else. Yeah, uh, they got Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. Yep. Okay, to do it. Now the album is called Music for Pleasure, and it came out in November of '77. Uh, they added the sax player, okay, also on a song called You Know, and uh, the album was bombed terribly. It was critically dismissed. Oh, yeah, they didn't even uh, care for it. The one song on there that I kind of like is a song called Problem Child, but it's kind of like a weak album. Um, it's not as, like, like, I think it's better than people say it is. It's not as bad as it, it, people thought it was at the time. Yeah. But it's one of their, you know, weaker, definitely, productions. 
Uh, Rat Scabies would leave after this, and he'd be replaced by a guy named John Moss on drums. And uh, John Moss would eventually join Culture Club. And Brian James also there. Yeah, Brian James left also after that album. And the band actually would break up in February of 78 for a little while. Um, Just basically over what happened with that album, you know. It was just a bad album. Yeah. But then they came back with a few more albums. Like I said, they broke up and got back together a bunch of times. Uh, late in 78, they were starting to play again, but not necessarily as the Dan. As the Dan. There was a band they put together, Brian James and Lou Edmonds put together, called Liz Punks. Okay? And it was Vanian singing, Captain Sensible on guitar, Scabies on drums, and Lemmy from Motorhead was playing bass. Okay, uh, Lemmy, Lemmy was always good friends with those guys, and Motorhead and the Damned would play together, you know, in concert several times. Um, they were called the Doomed for a little while with that lineup. Uh, sensible move to guitar and keyboards, and uh, they had a Henry Badowski on bass, okay, and then eventually they would get Algie Ward on bass. Algie was a member of the Saints. And when the Saints broke they up, had and, a lot of, they had a lot of members. Yeah, like but they weren't really the damned at, at this no. point. No, yeah. but they had a lot of people even, play with them that would the come in for, yeah. yeah. Even as the damned. Um, there was a guy named Gary Houghton that filled in on vocals for a little while when Vanian had left briefly in December of 78 as well. But by April of 79, the damned was back together in full force and they signed up with Chiswick Records. Uh, they would release the single Love Song and smash it up. Uh, they would cover Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, I believe, on a single as well. And then eventually we would come out with their masterpiece in November of 79 called Machine Gun Etiquette. That album's 40 years old. This That's month. a great album. Oh, great fucking album. I mean, it's... Take care, Mario. Thank you. Be good, man. Um, Machine Gun Etiquette to me is, you know, one of, one of their... You just can't touch that album. That's a perfect album. Uh, it was produced by uh, themselves and yeah. a guy named Ed Hollis. Very, it was very well received when it came out. It showed a little different side of the band, a little bit of like a 60s garage sound. They had, they had uh, a Farfisa organ through some songs in the, in the, uh, on the album, and that was typical of like 60s garage bands. Um, and then after that, they just kept going. They released like yeah. album after album after album. Right. From the Black Album, then they just released... Well, when, when, like, Machine, when Machine Gun Etiquette was coming out, people had written off that band. They figured out it. They just, you know, they, they broke up after a second album. They've been playing around in different forms. They're never really going to be anything. But then they came out with this, like, yeah. amazing fucking album. Um, Algie Ward would leave in 1980, but be replaced by Paul Gray from Eddie and the Hot Rods. Uh, they would release the Black Album, which is a double album. That's a good album. And it was three-side studio, and the fourth side was live stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you started seeing now an evolution in their sound. They were starting to go more in a gothic direction. Oh, definitely gothic. Now, at that time, though, gothic music didn't exist. They were like the first characters to be the first gothic punk band. Kind of, band. yeah. They, they really kind of invented that sound. And I think a lot of it... I don't know what the, what the intention was to be that way. Or was it just something they were interested in? They liked the movies, the horror movies, things yeah. like that. Because even the subject matter in the songs became about horror yeah. things and things, stuff like that. And the imagery they would use, like, you know, Vanian would have his hair slick black. He'd wear a cape. Like and Dracula. Like Dracula, like a vampire, yeah. you know. Um, 
there's a 17 minute song on that album called Curtain Call which is a long gothic thing yeah okay and a song called Wait for the Blackout uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, Vanian's vocals on this album would change as well he would he would croon now he wasn't just singing or screaming like in the early punk stuff yeah he was actually crooning and and I think he has one of the best you know voices in music you know to be honest with he you he has a great but his voice is, he still sounded still good sounds when we went to the garden yeah. yeah I'll be back in a little bit yeah <laughs> um 1982 excuse me 1981 they would come out with an EP called Friday the 13th it was not related to the movie at no. all or anything like that but there was a song called Disco Man uh, they would cover the Rolling Stones Citadel from the uh, Satanic Majesty's Request album they did a lot of they did a lot of covers for a band they did a lot of cover other things like yeah, even even when they did Busy's B-Side they would talk yeah, like the cover they, I they think that cover, was the thing they would cover B-Sides they would cover uh, songs but make them B-Sides yeah. but they would also cover obscure shit yeah. like an MC5 song but not even like a popular MC5 yeah, song just, looking whatever, at you yeah. okay they would cover um, uh, a song called Eloise later on in the 80s that a lot of people don't even know is a cover but it is it's like an old 60s song um one thing with the, the damned I gotta mention too is they they are British without a doubt like that's what they are okay they, where you had bands like The Clash even though they had a song called I'm So Bored with the USA The Clash made it here in the States they wanted to make it here in the States The Damned didn't totally care I think if they made it here or not I'm sure they would have loved to have a hit but it wasn't about kind of like coming here and living here and, and uh, you know becoming Americanized in any way uh, in that aspect they were kind of like the kinks in a way the kinks were the same way they were very British and never quite became as big as they could have had they been like the Beatles or the Stones um, just my opinion on that but uh, 1982 they would be signed with Bronze Records and they would release an album called Strawberries originally it was supposed to be called Pigs for Strawberries which is why you have the pig on the album cover with the strawberry on its head, which is kind of a strange album cover. Uh, they would get a full-time keyboardist at this point named Roman Juggs. And uh, also at this point, Captain Sensible was starting to break out solo. Uh, he had a number one song called Happy Talk. And he would split his time between his solo career and the band. Um, Ignite would be a song on that album that was big that they still do live today. Uh, Stranger on the Town would be another one, Pleasure in the Pain. They were still going in a gothic direction. Uh, this is really what they had evolved into. Um, they, there was a one-off project they did that year too uh, called Naz Nomad of the Nightmares. It was a, like a fictional band that they, I'm not sure if it had to do really with a movie or uh, I believe it did, but uh, it was like a fictional band and they covered like some 60s songs. Uh, Sensible was not involved with that, unfortunately. Uh, 1984, and this is when I kind of got introduced to them. Oh, we're gonna break for one second and say hello to Erin. Oh, uh, hi. Say hello everybody, Erin. Hi, everybody. How are you doing, dear? Good, how are you doing? Good to see you. Okay. Hey, girl, Tina, All right, Erin Shaco, great bartender. Go to Pink's, go to Johnny's. She's there. Woo -woo. I'm actually working at Pink's Second House. <coughs> yeah, Pink's Brunch, right? Today, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
1984 would be when I would be introduced to the band uh, because they did an appearance on The Young Ones, uh, the old British TV show that I used to watch all the time on Channel 13. Uh, there's an episode called Nasty, uh, or Video Nasty, and uh, they do a song called Nasty. And they had a new bass player at this point, a guy named Bryn Merrick, and he would be replacing uh, Paul Gregg. Captain Sensible left the band at that point to perform a solo career. And late in um, Dave Vanian, excuse me, Dave Vanian's uh, gothic look would be now the, the image of the band. He had like long black hair with a gray stripe through it and he wore capes and did the whole vampire image thing. Um, they would be signed to MCA Records and they would release the Phantasmagoria album in July of 1985. The hit off that was called Grimly Fiendish. It got to number 21 in the UK. Uh, there was another track called Is It a Dream that went top 40 as well. January 1986, they would do a non-album single, cover of Barry Ryan's 1968 hit, Eloise, and that got to number three, which was their highest chart in the UK, uh, I believe, to this point. Uh, November of 1986, they would uh, release the album Anything. Anything was actually a, a commercial flop. It didn't do well. I actually liked the album. Uh, it's, they had two cool videos off it, the, the title track, Anything, and um, the cover of uh, the band Loves, uh, Alone Again, or, which is a great song. And um, th those two videos actually got quite a bit of airplay on MTV, I remember. That was when they were starting with like the 120 minute show and the alternative music shows on MTV and they were getting a lot of airplay. Um, but it didn't save the album because it did bomb. Uh, there was a track on there called Restless and one of my other favorite tracks by the band is called Psychomania, which they still do live. Uh, late in 87, they were looking to follow up quick on the Anything album because it didn't do well. Uh, they were in the studio and they had some tracks down and all of a sudden MCA pulled the rug from under them. Basically dropped them right there in the middle of the recordings. Uh, these songs would never be released um, officially. They might be booted over the years, I'm not sure. But uh, two songs, uh, one called Gunning for Love and one called The Loveless and the Damned would later pop up with Dave Vanian's solo project called Dave Vanian and the Phantom Chords a few years later in the 90s. Uh, that's another album. Have you ever heard that one, Dave Vanian and the Phantom Chords? No. Okay. That's one that it wasn't officially released. I think it is now, but when it came out in the 90s, it never, it was for many, many years. And I'd be hearing like, oh yeah, he's got this project, but where is it? You couldn't find it. It never came out. It never came out. Not until years later. You can see it on YouTube now. It's good stuff. Now, the Final Damnation album. Which that was is a, a live, live album. album. Yeah. That would feature Brian James and Captain Sensible back in the band for a few, a few shows that they did. Uh, this was a point in their career where they were playing live, not recording too much. This is like much. in 91, right? Yeah, uh, not recording too much. And it just seemed like every year they were coming around for another farewell tour. I think I saw them, like, <laughs> I think I saw them at least twice at the Ritz at that time, and it was supposed to be the last time. <laughs> yeah. Now, the final goodbye show, and I say that loosely because you oh, know yeah. they would come back, okay, was at the London's Brixton Academy in late of 88. Uh, at that point also, there was a book that came out called The Damned Light at the End of the Tunnel, and that's really the only, one of the only books written about them. There's maybe two or three other more that I know of 
but they kind of deal with like certain periods in their career. It's not like all encompassing. Um, the band did break up at that point for a little while, but they were still putting out material. It released two singles, okay, in 1990, a song called Fun Factory, which was an older track that had Sensible on it back from 1982, and then a song called Prokofiev, uh, that was the new lineup. Uh, Scabies, Vanian, Brian James, okay, would get together for a reunion tour in 1991 in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Um, so constantly breaking up constantly getting, getting back, back together. together you know it was it was actually a joke after a while I think they just needed a break that I mean they needed the money yeah. you know, and then keep, I think torn. and then but they also had they had a few commercial successes they had number one they had nine nine um, nine singles that went to the um, UK top, top 40 top, top 40 yeah they, they and, never had a number one but they had that was on uh, the top 40 yeah um, actually Captain Sensible had a number one with his solo single so, yeah. <laughs> yeah but the band never actually did uh, but they were close yeah. and they, they were still you know I mean how many punk bands had number yeah. ones not many you know the Clash did the, the Pistols did but a lot of the lesser bands did not so and then they what were more happened successful than in 95 they come out with another new album <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right um, Not of this earth. At the, right, right. Before that, though, I got to mention, okay, because there was a renewed interest in the band through the 90s. You had Guns N' Roses covered uh, yeah. New Rose mm-hmm. on the Spaghetti Incident yeah. album. That was a great, um, that's a great Guns N' Roses album. And then, I, I hate this band, but they actually covered it, and I got to give them props. The Offspring. Yeah. Okay, uh, for the Batman, I think it's Batman Forever movie. Yeah. Uh, they did a cover of Smash It Up, yep. which actually... I remember like listening to it on like Z100 or something, going like, I can't believe this song's on the radio, you know. But they they covered it, and I got to hand it to them. Um, like you say, '95 they would release "Not of This Earth." Okay, it was Vanian and Captain Sensible was back. Okay, and uh, this was a the album was a problem because it's a good album. It's just that Scabies put it out. And according to the rest of the band, he was without their consent. And he actually would be thrown out of the band over this. The band would break up over this again. Uh, so a lot of infighting going on just because of the release of that album. Uh, it's a good album. The title track, Not of This Earth is Good, Running Man. Uh, they had a new lineup coming up, though, in 96. And since Scabies was out now, you had uh, a guy named Andy Pinching. He was known as Pinch. He moved over to drums for them. Uh, you had Patricia Morrison in the band now. Now, Patricia Morrison is a famous uh, female musician. She was in the Gun Club. Okay, she was also in Sisters of Mercy. She plays bass. Okay, so you had her playing bass. You had Captain Sensible on guitar. Of course, Vanian singing. And then this guy, Andy Pinching, also known as Pinch on drums. They would come out with a new album right away called uh, Grave Disorder. That would come out in 2001 on the Nitro Records label. And they were just constantly touring, continued touring one, you know, one month after another. Uh, the single off that was a song called Democracy. Uh, there was a song called Absinthe, uh, Looking for Action. Um, all were outstanding tracks on that album. Um, this was also around the time when they would go on tour with Rob Zombie. Uh, 2002, they were asked by Zombie to join his tour. And uh, they played a couple of shows, but it didn't work out because the metal crowd that Rob Zombie attracted really wasn't hitting it off too good with the, this gothic punk kind of stuff that the damn did. So they parted ways. Uh, 
and the band would then join the uh, the Warp Tour that year, which was probably a little bit better for them, uh, a little more like punk bands and stuff like that. Now, Patricia Morrison uh, and Dave Vanian became involved, and they would be married, okay, and by February of 2004, they gave birth to a daughter, Emily. Morrison would leave the band at that point. Do you remember her, Patricia Morrison? Rob, do you remember the band Sisters of Mercy? Yeah, I remember the band. Remember the female in the band? Was that her? That's her. I didn't even realize that was yeah, her. Yeah, she also was in the gun club. I always thought she was gorgeous, actually. Um, but uh, she would leave the band at this point and continue as their manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they would, be, uh, they would be needing a bass player, and they got a guy named Stu West while Patricia went on to manage the band. Yeah, they did a lot of shit, man. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, right? So what album are you up to? The Disorder album? We're up to 2006. I'm only behind. Oh, so you already did the Disorder album, right? Yeah, Grave Disorder. Grave Disorder. Yeah, Grave Disorder, which was was well-received. But, uh, you know, they, they, they weren't huge commercially really anymore, but they were pumping out albums every couple yeah. of years. Uh, 2006, they would come out with a new single called uh, Little Miss Disaster. And it was all... They had so many yeah, singles. Yeah, it was all related with uh, a live DVD of the 25th anniversary of Machine Gun Etiquette called uh, MGE 25, the 25th anniversary. And that would, the 25th anniversary technically was 2004. I believe that DVD came out about a year and a half later in 2006. Um, at this time, there was a lot more interest in the band, a renewed interest. BBC, the BBC in October of that year would actually um, make a documentary, a long overdue one. And uh, it was an hour-long documentary called Is She Really Going Out With Him? Which was the opening to uh, to New Rose, the song New Rose. Yeah. Is she really going yeah, out with him? You know, yeah. it kicks in like that. Uh, it's a good documentary. I've seen it. Uh, Don Letts is interviewed. Glenn Matlock. Uh, it was all mostly about the anarchy in the UK tour in '76. Interviews with Chrissy Hind, who was involved with them in the beginning. Um, October of 28th. October, excuse me, October of 2008, uh, they would release a new single, new album called So Who's Paranoid? And uh, they would appear on the um, Late Show with Craig Ferguson in December of that year. They were still touring heavily. By November of 2009, they uh, supported Motorhead on the UK leg of the tour. And uh, I've met some people over the years that did see Motorhead on that tour. And they said it was great because Lemmy came out and you know did songs with them. Uh, one track that Motorhead and the Damned always did together was Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Um, by 2012, they played South America for the last time in Brazil and Argentina. Uh, there was something called the Rhythm Festival that year in England as well that they would be involved with. Uh, they played with the Exploited and a band called the Casualties, and they were actually asked to come back and do the same festival in 2013, being the first band to ever do back-to-back festivals there at that Rhythm Festival. Um, 2015 would also get them another documentary called Don't You Wish That We Were Dead, uh, another good documentary you can see on YouTube. Uh, September of 2015, they, uh, the former bassist um, oh, am I here? That was on Phantasmagoria, uh, Bryn Merrick. 
he would pass away of throat cancer. Uh, he was on the Anything album and the Phantasmagora album as well. Uh, Bryn Merrick passed away that year, unfortunately. Um, he had been playing in a, a Ramones cover band called the Shimones. And they, uh, he had announced he had throat cancer and died shortly after that. He, September of 2017, Stu West, bass player, would be replaced by former bass player Paul Gray. And they would come out with a new album in 2017. It was their 11th studio album, and it was called Evil Spirits. And the best thing about this is this album was totally crowdfunded. They went on the internet, they asked for donations, they got money uh, to make the album, and uh, it's a fantastic album. And it sold commercially. It actually got to number seven on the, uh, the UK album charts, which was their, their best showing ever for an album. So after being around for uh, 30 years or so, they finally had a huge hit. Um, and they've been on, you know, they've been on tour pretty much ever since. Um, that album was produced by Tony Visconti. It was recorded here in New York City. Tony's known for his work with Bowie. And uh, there was a track on there called Standing on the Edge of Tomorrow and a track called Devil in Disguise. Uh, like I said, the album got to number seven. Um, now we got to talk about this, Rob. Okay, because they've been touring this album for two years, and it really culminated now this month with the show with the Misfits at Madison Square Garden. They opened for the Misfits. Uh, it was the Damned, Rancid, and Misfits at Madison Square Garden on October 19th. So what do you think of the Damned at that show, Rob? That was probably the best. They sounded better than even the, the Misfits. Yeah, I mean... They sounded good. His voice yeah. was, like, ready. Like, people were... They were fired up. The they Demons sound a lot better than Rancid. Rancid, Rancid sucks. sucks. Rancid sucks. But they just suck anyway. It has nothing to do with the sound. But uh, I was blown away by the Damned. And I've seen them several times, and I never heard them sound so good. Sometimes Madison Square Garden has a problem with their sound. You know, things don't sound great. Or they have a problem, like, for one or two songs. And, but not that night. Manion was great. Uh, his vocals just filled up the garden. He's got a great voice. Um... They played their last show with this lineup now uh, a couple of days ago in the UK. Hey, what was the lineup there? Well, you had Pinch on drums. Yeah, he's he's done. He just after they would after they would do the garden show, they went back to England the next day or something, and there was a show in London that they had to do, um, which is actually on YouTube right now. You could check it out, and uh, Vanian does it in a bald head like a wig but it's, you know it's really good makeup yeah and he's got pointed ears he looks like Nosferatu okay <laughs> and they actually covered uh, Bauhaus's Bella Lugosi's Dead wow they did that and uh, you can see it on YouTube it's cool but after that show Pinch the drummer for the last 20 odd years would, would retire he'd lead the band so now they're, they're looking for a drummer if they're gonna go forward and they also have didn't Paul Grace Gray Paul Gray came them? back came back right came back so he was part of the lineup when we saw him. when we saw him, all right yeah um I think they talk about touring again in 2020 already There's yeah already they're, not, they're not giving up uh why why I mean they're, they're actually selling well again so why not keep going if you had an album that reached to number seven why not 10. try why not try it again yeah exactly what does it hurt you got nothing to lose and, and what's great is they you know the fans paid for the album. And they made all that money. It's crazy. You know? So I'm sure they're not going to break up. I'm sure they just. Do you know what was the number they raised to make the album? That I don't know the exact amount we that they look needed. That up yeah, no, I, I don't know that, but um, you can't cost that much if you're doing it on your own. 
You know? Yeah, but they probably needed some money they, for well, recording they, time. They probably had like a that. they probably had a, a deal to distribute it. And it would cost a lot more if they had to distribute it to themselves. Yeah. But I don't think that was the case. I'll find out. I'll get back to you about that. So, what was your highlight that night? What did you think was one of their best songs? I think where they um. What was the I last they song? Did that long version. Of yeah, neat, neat, neat. that was good. Yeah. That was really neat. They also did um. They did. They did do new roles there. They did new roles. Sounded really good. I think they did them back to back. Those two songs. I was like, wow, they were impressive. They just sounded strong and they sounded loud and yeah. Yeah, they, they filled did. the garden. Like they Definitely. sounded. I'm telling you, they sounded. And we were better all the way the, on the other yeah. side. And they the sounded, chase bridge. They it sounded was, better than the Misfits. And the Misfits sounded great, but. The damn, just the, the way that, you know, but they play. The, the damn pretty much were the one that started the whole goth rock. There was no gender. What was that. so funny about that show, too, was back in the day, the Misfits used to open for the damned. Yeah. Okay, when the... When <laughs> he the said damned, it. When, right, when the damned would come and play New York City, usually they had the Misfits open up. Now the Misfits had, uh, them, had open them open up. open up. That was a great show. That was a all, really good all, show. All around, except for Rancid. <laughs> we're still shitting up for Rancid. Um, what do you think of the of that whole show, that whole setup? I think it was one of the best shows I ever saw at the Garden. You know, I've seen quite a few shows there. For me, the best show I ever saw at the Garden was Page and Plant when they did that whole. I didn't see that. that was great. Yeah, it was great. They just. I mean, I was blown away because that's that's music that I've listened to my whole life, and to see it in a big venue like that and everybody into it and, and singing and singing along. I mean, you know, the Misfits. You got. The crowd singing. When they were know, singing Halloween, that singing was Halloween, holy shit. Skulls, all that yeah. stuff, you know. Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that was great. Was, I mean, the whole place singing that was amazing. But even the damned, I mean, people were singing along yeah. with the damned too, you know. And it, it's a great crossover between those two bands. The fans like both bands. You know? I, I still can't believe how many albums these guys have taken out. Well, they got 11 studio albums. And several live albums. Lot of, yeah, lot of, lot you know, which I mean, I guess over forty and, odd years is not that much, but most of those albums were pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. The first, like, well, maybe not including the second album, but if you go like up to like the Black album and uh, some of the stuff they did through anything, the eighties, anything was a shit album. I don't know. You know what? I listened to it yesterday. Yeah, I, I have it. I listened to it and. I like it. It's just it's it's more keyboard driven, so it's definitely, definitely not as punk, yeah. you know. But it's way more gothic. But it has like there's like four songs on there that I love. But I think that's where it went gothic. Was they introduced the keyboard to it? All that shit. Yeah. It's definitely already that was a yeah. whole different style. Yeah, but, different. but but and he even changed his voice and everything. Well, it was like so you like more of the punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Is I agree. Yes, that's my car. We knew. We were like, "Oh my God, I bet that's my car." Oh, that's me. That's me. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they definitely changed, and I thought that was weird that they went for. I, I like the punk a lot better. But they, but they, they originated. I know you hate golf. I know you hate golf. Well, we're gonna have a goth guy on this week, so you better put your game face on. I know. All right. I, I used to float in and out of the goth scene in New York, so, you know, and it was mostly trying to get girls. That's what that was about. But, you know, I would float in and out, so I liked some of the music in that. And the damned were always recognized as pioneers in that music, so, you know, definitely liked some of that stuff. I like Sisters of Mercy, uh, you know, some of the other goth bands from the 80s and stuff, but uh, not a huge goth fan. Anyway, um, 
Rob, I'm going to do an album in a week. Yep. Okay, Machine Gun Etiquette. Oh, that's a good Okay, album. third album by them. Everybody counted them out, thought they were shit, thought they weren't going to ever get back together, and they made a masterpiece, an album that you can listen to anytime. It sounds as fresh as the first time you heard it. Um, I'm going to say... My that. favorite song, though. Well, yeah, that yeah. Album, I think the new album, the Evil, Evil Spirit. I was, I, I don't have, I don't have it. I was listening to it yesterday on YouTube, and I'd only heard like one or two songs off it, but I listened to the whole thing. I think that uh, it's, machine gun, it's pretty it's good, man. The two best pretty albums. good for a later yeah. period, you know. And and, and then I like the, got, I like the, got, I like the black album too. I guess, black so. album is good. There's a lot on there. You got yeah. a lot of studio stuff. You know, it's real golf. Like I, I listen to the Cure, and they're pretty much like golf. See, the Cure, yeah. I can't stand. And it's I, like I, I like maybe two, three songs. That's about yeah. It. There's certain songs that I like. Like I love the song "Picture of You," which I think is a fucking it's okay. masterpiece yeah, that's of a okay. song. That's a yeah. great song. It's okay. But they also got a lot of shit songs like "Friday I'm in Love" and all that other yeah, crap. And, that and fucking just, popcorn shit. Yeah, it's just him, you know. Don't I'm worry. Having a nervous breakdown while he's singing. I will put you know? my fucking gay face when we fucking <laughs> talk to the fucking god, the the goth guy. Yeah. What's the band that he's from? Uh, a band called the Witch Kings. The uh, Witch Kings. Saw them uh, two Fridays ago, opening for the Undead out in Queens, and I was really impressed. And talked to uh, Gustavo, the mm-hmm. singer, after the show, and he's going to be appearing very soon. Uh, this week, actually, we're going to have him in and do a couple of. Uh, Couple hours with him. We're gonna do two shows with him. Are we doing two shows? Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a presents yeah. show, Rocker Mike and Rob presents, and we're gonna do a uh, conspiracy because he told me what he's into. I don't want to give it all away, but but he fits in with that as well. Oh yeah, so you know, and we're gonna go back to UFOs and ghosts yes, and all yeah, that shit again. Yeah, we're gonna go back after yeah. the, the after we've, the we've religions. Been, we, yeah, we've been we've been sounding a little too smart lately on that show. Yes, and um and also we got another. So the next couple of weeks we got. What's the the next? So we got this show, The Dam, and then we got the Beastie Boys. Yeah, the Beastie Boys will be coming up. Uh, we got a friend, Darren, from the bar, who's a big Beastie Boys fan. He's going to come on and give us some facts with that. Uh, we're Sweet. also going to be doing a show on the uh, British punk band GBH at the end of the month. So, all right. So the way it looks, right, this is the 38th rock show episode. Right. That means the Beastie Boys will be 39. 39 and then GBH, the 40th GBH will, will be 40. 40 so, yeah. No. And then we're going to be into December. And I think we're going to do a two-parter on the cramps. We're going to do a recap of the yeah. year and something else in between. And the uh, New Year's in January, we're going to start with uh, one of the pretend- We're going to do a pretender show, and then we're going to change the format to um, talk about a single album. And right, we're going to do a few shows like that. Not every week, but a few shows where we'll talk about a band and what went into making a certain album. I definitely want to do um, the Nirvana. Never mind. Sure. And also. Um, I also want to even shit on Guns N' Roses, Super War, the worst fucking album. Well, in the we world. could talk about yeah, Use Your Illusion. Now that's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. that was crap. Yeah, totally, totally. Use Your Illusion. We got to shit on that album. Yeah, yeah. It was like a fucking gay bandit. <laughs> shit. I, I, I hated. I hated how they they had it was that. Shit. How they how they made you buy both albums. At full price when it was part one and part two. Remember that? Yeah, it was crap. It should have been like a couple of dollars more for both. Instead, it should have been a double. It should have just been double album, and you charge, you know, you like, charge like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. Instead, but instead they were charging like, you know, fifteen each. I think fifteen, something yeah. like that, which was a lot of money back then. I got to say, I did stand online at midnight and got an autographed copy of no, my album. I was done with Guns N' Roses by that point. 
I only thing I ever liked from them was Appetite for Appetite Destruction was a great album. And Lies. The you know what we should one. do? We should do Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, what went into that? Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of albums. And then by the do. end, we get shit on Then we get shit on the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. I also want to do an episode on ACDC. I think we got to touch oh, on yeah, them. Oh, yeah, we got to do them. Uh, you know, and guys, if you. Uh, Led Zeppelin, too. Yeah, well, we, we can got, go yeah, into we what, of, what went into recording maybe the first album or even like Physical Graffiti or something like that. And you know what band we're going to do? Run DMC. Okay. You if we do, do the Beastie Boy, we got to do Run DMC. And so Run DMC is a lot of the Queens shit. Like okay. From Queens. And, yeah, they're from Hollis, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, you know, I mean, that's what, all. 2020, we yeah, got a whole year. Whole year. Yeah, we got a lot of this shit, shit, a lot of things. Oh, uh, the Pretenders, I told you right. Yeah. The Pretenders, we definitely got to cover in the new year. All right. All right. So, what else you got, Mike? Uh, not much. That's it today. So, how can we find you? Oh, any upcoming shows? Uh, not much this this month. That I, I know that there's I a few shows are coming. Our tours is playing the Barclays Center. Oh yeah, I did hear about uh, that. Rage Against the Machine is reunited. They're going to do oh, that show. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like, like them. them. Yeah, you like them. Uh, all right. I like that album. Fuck you! Yeah, I won't do what you tell me. That's a great song. Yeah. The other one is um, yeah, also uh, the Pixies are playing um, What's the Hole, December 9th. Okay. So there's a few shows coming up. All right, all right. I'll be you more know? on top of that next week. I definitely want to go to the, try to get tickets for the Pixie shows. So I've I, uh, seen them, and I've, I've seen them at when Webster Hall was the Ritz. I've I seen them, them I've seen them like 10 times. Have you? <laughs> I only saw them once. All right. I like cool. one of the friends. Yeah. All right, so how can we get to you? How can and we you find can find you? me on Instagram, uh, RockerMike212. Instagram, RockerMike212. You can find me on Twitter, RockerMike3. And I am on Facebook, very active there, under my name, Michael, last name Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And remember, people, if you want it for the recap show, we're going to need you to send emails, send us whatever, facts or whatever. You can send it to... Um, Robert Rossi at Getting Lumped Up. Tell us what you want to talk about. Um, what's your email? Uh, you can use. Uh, you guys should use my, Just use, use my uh, use my Instagram or my Twitter. Mm. Either one is good. I just better have the email. Yeah, Get a bunch of email. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we can. It's it's rock. It's rocker Mike two one two at excuse me rocker Mike two one two Getting Lumped Up at Gmail dot com. Rocker Mike two one two getting lumped up at gmail doing on that and people have a good week and remember don't, don't get, get drunk, drunk get, get lumped, lumped up. up that was good yeah very impressed thank you thank you i'm myself so so you know